Welcome to Overflow, the podcast exploring what is and is not inherently visible about those who build with Webflow. I'm Matthew Munger from the Webflow community team, and in each episode, we highlight the unique perspectives, passions, and experiences that fuel the creative mind of our guest. From New Delhi in India, we're joined by Webflow developer and designer Ankita Gupta. Ankita is a former product designer who has competed in multiple speed build challenges since becoming interested in no-code tools and transitioning to being a freelance designer and developer. In this episode, we'll discuss the advantage of freelancing to take on the less traditional role of hybrid designer and developer, plus how reaching out in the community and forum has helped her professional journey. Featuring Ankita Gupta, this is Overflow. Hey, Ankita, thank you for joining me today. Hi, Matthew. I'm happy to join this podcast. Why don't you start off by telling a bit about yourself and who you are? Hi, everyone. My name is Ankita Gupta. I'm from New Delhi, India. I'm a freelance webflow developer and designer. I have been working on design part for about three years. I'm just still exploring the world of Webflow through the Webflow community, and it has been a great journey so far. You said you're located in Delhi. What's it like living there? It's quite a busy city, but being in Delhi, the best part is you can actually meet a lot of people. Since I live near my family, so it's always very comfortable for me because I always have any kind of help always available from them. So mm-hmm. I'm right now in a very comfortable zone right now. Do you have any favorite places or things that you like to do in the city? Just like to hang out with my kid. And though I have been born in Delhi, I've been living here for so long, but mm-hmm. uh, it's always good to explore the city again from your uh, kid's point of view because mm-hmm. he's always excited to watch, you know, the monuments, go to Waterworld. <laughs> so all these things are like, you know, I'm revisiting again with him and I feel like, you know, my childhood is coming back. Mm. You're experiencing it through his eyes and also revisiting those right. memories for yourself. Because it's quite a busy city, but it's just that I have the people around me that I know. So it's become easy for uh, me to uh, live here. But uh, as a newcomer, it can take time to adjust here. Because once you start getting more people, then you start liking the city. What does your workspace look like? My workspace is quite simple. Just the desk and I have my laptop system and desktop. Mm -hmm. Because I like to actually clutter-free. I don't like too many things lying around. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't like too much coffee or something. Even though I like coffee, but uh, still I don't prefer drinking like two, three cups a day. I always carry a water bottle with me. Even when I travel, I always carry that. I like to keep books around myself. Even Mm -hmm. I have like a shelf around my workspace, which is full of books. So, yeah, even like when I take a break from the work, I like to read something. That's how I like to keep things. I'm a very organized person. Yeah. And what kind of books are you reading? I generally read nonfiction books. When I was venturing into product design, I was reading a lot of design books. Mm -hmm. But now I'm reading more to like human behavior. Mm. So... 
that's completely different genre. Uh, I have started reading Thinking Fast and Slow and mm-hmm. I got another book that is about into human mankind. It's from, it's about Homo sapiens by mm-hmm. Yuval Noah. It's a very interesting book. It has been recommended by my friend. Does that learning about human behavior and psychology, does that actually play a role in kind of your design work? Actually, I first started deep diving into this subject because of the design. But as I explored more and more into this field, I got interested like how we as humans don't take many rational decisions, why we take so many irrational decisions. Mm-hmm. So that is why I got interested more into this field and I started exploring this area. I got excited about neuroscience and I started listening to mm-hmm. Andrew Huberman, his podcast. I've been listening to him for about four months. I was more into design and as I started learning more about, you know, how the users are approaching the interface, I started learning more about human behavior. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this took me into a completely different area. And do you listen to anything while you work? When I'm building in Webflow, I listen to pop music. My favorite artist is Rihanna. But when I'm designing, I don't listen to any music because at that time, my brain is working in many different areas, so many different aspects I'm looking into. So I need a lot of focus into it. Because uh, when I'm building in Webflow and I'm listening to the music, it gives me like, you know, a very upbeat mood. Mm -hmm. So it gives me motivation. It gives me kind of energy when I listen to music. Do you have any hobbies or interests? As I said, I like to read books a lot. Mm-hmm. I like to take a walk in the morning. And most of my time is actually spent with my kid. You know, he's very pampered. <laughs> so I'm always keeping up with his tantrums. Always fun to be with, you know, kids because I always exploring new things around with them. And it's always like a joy that to see things differently from their point of view. Mm-hmm. It's always something to learn from them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're able to re-experience the world and just give you that perspective, that appreciation for something that you maybe you've lost, you know, as, as right. we get older. Kids are great for that. Right. Many times they even provide you like new perspectives that mm-hmm. you may have like, you know, not, not noticed that thing. It's always like trying to see the world from the new lens. And with the help of your kids, you can see it very closely. What would be something that would surprise people to learn about you? I'm more into adventure. Like I have done a lot of adventure things like mountain trekking, river rafting, bungee jumping, skydiving. Wow. Even when we go into any adventure park, I look for the like, you know, most scariest roller coaster ride uh-huh. because I love to do that. <laughs> and uh, I feel like, you know, a thrill and kind of rush in my stomach and I'm very excited about that. You know, when we travel, I like to do some adventure activities. That's actually a kind of hobby. But as you (laughs) live in city, you don't get much to do it. I always look out on holidays to, you know, catch up for that. (laughs) Do you have any plans for adventures in the future? Uh, We haven't planned it yet, but I have it in my head that I have to do bungee jumping again. Mm -hmm. So... Yes, that's like my next target. We have like busy schedules, so we are trying to get to plan a holiday and think around it. So let's see. What is your role and how do you describe what you do? So my role is basically I'm a Webflow developer and designer. So basically I can design as well as build the websites. I come from the design background. I was a product designer in a startup wherein I was designing mobile applications and web applications. 
And Webflow was something that uh, I was just discovering as a no-code tool. And we had to build like so many uh, marketing pages. That's how I got more and more uh, deep diving into Webflow. And I started doing freelance projects as a side project. So now that I'm a full-time freelancing, so I'm doing both designing and developing. I would call myself more like a unicorn designer who can design as well as build. So most of the clients actually come first to either for the web design or for the Webflow development part. And later on, it's that they realize that I can do both. That's when I tell them that all the services that I can provide. And that's how I, we build like long relationships in case they need any you know future design projects or any help regarding Webflow build. Mm -hmm. So they always come back and contact me for those projects. I never thought I would go into freelance journey. But as I ventured into no-code tools and I started discovering how much potential Webflow has, I actually also got interest into coding. Mm -hmm. So I started learning a JavaScript. My basics around HTML and CSS were very strong due to Webflow. I realized that I can do both because I enjoy doing both, like, you know, coding and designing. So this is something that uh, not many people can do. And I realized this is something I have as a strength and I think I can uh, do better. In, but uh, I realized that I could do both, like design as well as Jada. Mm -hmm. So that's how I think I got like a freedom to, you know, choose whatever I prefer and what kind of projects I want to do. Yeah. So you're saying that when it comes to in-house teams, often you're kind of put in, you're a designer, you're a developer. There's not as right. much room for this person who can live in both worlds. But as a freelancer, you find there's more opportunities to do both. Right. So that's why I prefer the freelance journey rather than, you know, doing full-time job as a Webflow developer in a Webflow agency. What excites you and motivates you to keep carrying on this freelancer journey that you've started? I think one of the most exciting part is that you get different projects and each project has something unique to offer to you. You always learn something new, or at least I try and keep it different. Yeah. yeah. Because I always see it from a different perspective and I always see that there's a new problem to solve, new client problems and new product strategy, new things that the client is needing in the landing page or in the website or even in the web build. That is always motivation to keep going and finish. And especially the happy part is that when you finish it and hand it off to the client and the client is happy. So it really actually motivates you to do well satisfied, happy, happy clients. It's always good when you have that going into the next project, have that feeling coming out of the last one. What is a resource that you would like to share with the community? There's one by Corey Millen who created a site, No Code Supply. I look to his website for any like code snippets or even for uh, any website for the inspiration. But mostly for web design, I'm actually looking to Godly website. Then most of the people are actually showcasing their work on Twitter. So I'm active on Twitter. I actually like to watch the feed, what people are sharing with their, about their work. Then, of course, popular websites by Webflow. So that is one of my best resource, wherein I learn like some of the animations, tricks, how they do it in Webflow. Who is someone in the Webflow community that inspires you? There are so many people like Timothy Ricks, Joseph Berry. Joe from uh, FinSuite, 
and Colleen. But I would like to thank Claudia from Floxies I'm Jonathan Holden from Pop-Up Studio. These are the two people I'm really grateful for because they have been the reason for my personal growth. I remember that when I was venturing into Webflow, mm -hmm. it was the initial curve of learning was very difficult. And I knew that there has to be a proper way or the, a proper approach to understand the store. I just posted on Facebook that can someone help me? Jonathan Holden replied and he said that I will help you out. And I think I interned under him for about six months. And uh, he told me like he introduced me to the world of uh, Webflow community. And uh, he actually helped me with uh, overcoming the challenges. And he gave me like, you know, the solid foundation of setting up the website with the right best practices. And Claudia, I'm really grateful to her because she is the first person who gave me the platform to engage with other community members through proxies. And she also gave me the opportunity to discuss and teach my initial learnings about Webflow. In Floxies, you don't have people like judging you, even if you're wrong. They make you feel like we are all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. So I'm entirely grateful to these two people, especially. What is some advice that you want to share with others? I think the biggest advice is that if you are stuck into something, then ask and reach out in the community because Webflow community is very helpful. There's always someone who is ready to help you. And you can also join and ask the Webflow forums. I have asked like a couple of questions and I always get answers from someone who has actually faced a similar problem. And definitely complete the Webflow University course because many times the problem that we are stuck with, the answers are already provided in that course. So it's better to always finish up that course. And I think also like try and join some of the groups like, you know, maybe Flow Party or Floxies because you always stay in touch with them and you can understand like what other people are doing and how they are solving those issues. So that can also be helpful. All right, Ankita, how can others in the community reach out and connect with you? I'm always active on Twitter, so definitely Twitter is the right place. I stopped using Facebook and Instagram and rarely use LinkedIn. So yes, Twitter is the right place to reach me out. <laughs> this was an Overflow episode with Ankita Gupta, produced by the Webflow community team with music by Joseph McDade. To learn more about the Webflow community, please visit webflow.com slash community. I've been your host, Matthew Munger. Thanks for listening. <laughs>